Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey everyone, it's Pacific. Uh, This is actually recorded mere moments after last week's announcement, uh, because right now I'm in Iceland and probably having a blast. Uh, If you want to know about what I'm doing in Iceland, check out my Twitter, at Pacific Obadiah. It's nothing work-related, I'm just out there on a fun little vacation. Um, but it's, uh, gorgeous, and I love it, presumably. I, I leave on Thursday, I'm recording this on Tuesday, so, so, assuming I'm already there and, uh, in love with it, um, because it's been a dream destination of mine for a very long time. Anyways, I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about a show you should be listening to. Morning Cup of Murder. Morning Cup of Murder is a short-form true crime podcast, and the best way to start off your day. Have you ever wondered what murders took place on today's date in true crime history? Well, sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and tune in every single day with your host, Karina, as she guides you through history with tales of murder, abductions, serial killers, crimes of passion, cults, and so much more. Each episode is about 10 minutes long, and there's a new one every single day. You can tune in to Morning Cup of Murder wherever you listen to podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other podcast-named apps. And if you check out Morning Cup of Murder, let them know we say hi. And without further ado, this week's episode. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number, SCP-2852. Object class, Keter. Special containment procedures. Containment of SCP-2852 is to focus on tracking and disruption of incidents, where possible, and general monitoring of SCP-2852 compatible population centers. All individuals involved in blue level and white level events are to be monitored extensively and their identities are to be given to local law enforcement as potential terrorist threats. Even when disrupted, individuals involved in blue-level and white-level events are to be catalogued, and their names are to be sent to local law enforcement agencies. Individuals witnessing the disruption of either event are to be given Class B amnestics. Black-level events are to be monitored until conclusion. Afterwards, all participants are to be treated with Class A amnestics and are otherwise treated identically to those affected by other events. 
Members of mobile task forces Upsilon 36, Upsilon 52, and Upsilon 99, who witness a black-level event, are to be treated with Class A amnestics upon retirement or transfer, and are to be monitored for any signs of antisocial or otherwise uncharacteristic behavior. If found to have been infected by the black-level event, operatives are to be amnesticized, suspended from all field operations, and redesignated to low-level, low-intensity work for example, maintenance and data input. MTF-Y36 Party Crashers are tasked with responding to any SCP-2852 appearance. MTF's Y-52 Cater Duty and Y-99 Alter Boys are tasked to identify SCP-2852 events and provide backup to MTF-Y36 as needed. MTFs Y-52 and Y-99 are to establish presence within communities where 60% of the population is Roman Catholic or, as of Revision 2852-7, Anglican. Any SCP-2852 instance found attached to a different religious group must be reported to a researcher with Level 4 2852 clearance immediately. While currently isolated to the North American subcontinent, all SCP-2852-compatible communities are to be monitored for an uncharacteristic rise in juvenile delinquency, sterility, domestic violence, and divorce rates. Description Instances of SCP-2852 have the appearance of a middle-aged white male. Biologically, the cells of SCP-2852 instances are genetically identical and human. However, instances do not have any identifiable organs. Their bodies are made up of fibrous muscular tissue, with the teeth and hair being made out of chitin, chemically similar to those of the Sakaididae family. The eyes of SCP-2852 instances, while looking non-anomalous from a distance, are set in the sockets without any nerve connection. While capable of speech, despite having no vocal cords or analogous organs, SCP-2852 instances do not show any grasp of language, speaking in a word salad. Despite this, all individuals at an SCP-2852-compatible event will perceive the subject as speaking intelligibly and will regard its actions as normal, unless briefed of its anomalous properties beforehand. Individuals describe SCP-2852 as being playful, with a crude sense of humor, and all individuals affected in an SCP-2852 event will refer to the subject as Cousin Johnny, while sentient, SCP-2852 instances do not appear sapient. SCP-2852 instances appear at various Catholic and Anglican religious functions and are treated as being an established member of the family. Instances of SCP-2852 are accepted, regardless of family resemblance or ethnicity. The entity appears at baptisms, weddings, and funerals referred to as blue-level, white-level, and black-level events, respectively. Currently, no SCP-2852 instance has been found to appear at any other family gathering. All attempts at tracking SCP-2852 instances before and after an event have met with failure. The entities are able to appear at such events as though they had always been there, alternately appearing between frames when under surveillance, or simply evading any attempt by operatives to keep them out of an event. All tracking devices placed on SCP-2852 instances have malfunctioned immediately, with the entity evading any surveillance. 
Each family gathering that SCP-2852 attends results in different behavior from the subject and different effects. Generally, the effects of SCP-2852 appearing at a family gathering result in more serious damage done to children, although adults are not free from its effects. It is worth noting that stopping an SCP-2852 instance before it involves itself in the religious ritual will not stop its effects from spreading, although they may be diluted. The appearance of SCP-2852 at an event is enough for its effects to start spreading among the family. When questioned after an event, all affected individuals report a feeling of fondness toward SCP-2852, regardless of its actions during an event. Blue Level SCP-2852's effects at a Blue Level event are present more strongly in the child being baptized, its parents, and any godparents chosen for the occasion. During the baptismal ritual, SCP-2852 will involve itself directly in the proceedings, acting as a third godparent, when traditionally there are only two. Blue Level events proceed identically, despite the presence of a third godparent, until the child is submerged into the water. Immediately, the child's top layer of skin will slough off in one piece, as though molting. This process does not seem to harm the child in any meaningful way. The godparents will then eat the skin between each other. Afterwards, the mass will go on as normal, and SCP-2852 will exit along with the family. It is of note that SCP-2852 does not appear at any family celebration held after the baptism. The baptized child has a chance of dying within the next six months, well above the national average. Living children exhibit multiple Cluster B personality disorders. Most join anti-capitalist groups, various GOIs, or, if unchecked, will engage in destructive behavior usually manifesting in self-harm, abuse of animals, or abuse of small children. Godparents and biological parents will be rendered sterile, regardless of SCP-2852's success in becoming part of the baptismal ritual. Both groups commit suicide within five years of a blue-level event, normally through drowning. All individuals not involved in the baptismal ritual are 500% more likely than the national average to have stillbirths. Those who are still capable of having children are far more likely to abandon them, sometimes allowing the child to die in the process. One couple, affected by a blue-level event in Ohio, gave birth to triplets, which they then tore apart and hung from trees around their property. Past adolescence and into adulthood, children exposed to the song of cicadas respond with extreme anxiety and accompanying physical symptoms such as dry mouth, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and headaches. Some subjects' agitation escalates into violent outbursts, which have resulted in at least 20 fatalities. When interviewed about the cause of their disturbance, no subjects have ever identified Cicada Song as the trigger for their episodes. Even in one interview involving Level 5 Enhanced Interrogation, the subject never indicated the role of Cicada Song in his attack on a local parish, which resulted in 18 dead and 10 wounded, including his parents and three siblings. White Level During the marriage ceremony, SCP-2852 will insert itself as a groomsman, and its most harmful anomalous effects will only manifest after the vows. After the rings have been exchanged, SCP-2852 will produce various implements 
that allow the bridesmaids and groomsmen to pull out their teeth one by one. The individuals seem to be oblivious to any pain or blood loss that would normally take place during such an event. The bride and groom will be presented with the teeth and will eat them. Damage done to the bride and groom's teeth and jaw are extensive, but any blood loss that occurs will not be fatal. The groom will then, in place of vows, vocalize a currently unknown cicada song, which has been known to reach 140 decibels, rendering the bride and those on the altar deaf. Currently, no groom has been deafened by his own call. At the wedding reception, SCP-2852 will take the role of the best man and give a speech. This speech, as any vocalizations of SCP-2852, will be nonsensical, with no pattern to the words used. Individuals will react to the speech with mixed emotions, some crying uncontrollably and others falling into hysterical laughter. After the speech, SCP-2852 will produce a gift for the married couple. This gift has always been 3.5 kilograms of human hair of various colors, 13 deceased specimen of Lynn's cicadas, and 23 human teeth in a cardboard box. DNA testing on all gifts have been inconclusive. The bride and groom of a white-level event will divorce, on average, two years after their wedding, usually as the result of domestic violence. Any children produced during their marriage will have Cluster B personality disorders or life-threatening disfigurements. All married individuals attending the event will find themselves unable to have children, despite a lack of detectable changes to fertility-related biology. Sperm counts and sperm quality remain unaffected. Ovulation also remains unchanged, and no genetic irregularities have been observed in eggs. The Foundation has arranged a statistically significant number of hysterectomies for guests at white-level events. The surgeries are prescribed and administered by third-party agents in the medical industry. Exhaustive biopsies, chemical analyses, and mechanical inspections of the extracted uteri and ovaries have failed to yield any signs of abnormality. All children involved in a white-level event will avoid romantic relationships, and 9 out of 10 commit suicide by the age of 18. Roughly half pull out their teeth until blood completely blocks the airways, and the others bite their own wrists until exsanguinated. Black Level Black Level events are notable in that any attempt to disrupt the event through any means results in the actor becoming a participant in the event. Currently, there exists no way to stop or end a black-level event. Any attempts at barring SCP-2852 instances from the church or funeral home result in SCP-2852 simply appearing in a pew. During a black-level event, SCP-2852 will take the place of the eulogizer, even if one was not scheduled to speak during the Mass. The speech, as any vocalization by SCP-2852, will be nonsensical with no patterns being found. However, as the subject speaks, the individual closest to the departed will open the casket and produce a long knife. The knives produced during a black-level event are not seen before the event and disappear after the event. The individual will then exsanguinate themselves, normally from the wrists, but there have been instances where individuals have slit their own throats. In turn, two by two, each attendant will use the knife to pour their blood into the casket. Children too young to exsanguinate themselves are helped by adults. 
Despite many losing enough blood to result in death, no physical effects are seen in the participants. SCP-2852's speech eventually turns into the song of an adult male, Lynn Cicada. All participants will respond with the same call, despite the song of the cicada being limited to the male. SCP-2852 will stand at the pulpit until each individual has bled themselves, and then will walk to the casket and vomit a mixture of blood, wood pulp, and dead cicadas. It is currently unknown how SCP-2852 instances are able to hold the mixture within themselves due to the lack of any cavity of sufficient size in its body. Once finished, the funeral mass will go on as normal, and the casket, filled with blood and SCP-2852's vomit, will be taken to the cemetery and lowered into the earth, as is normal for a Catholic or Anglican funeral service. Black-level events normally will end here. If a family gathering was planned to take place after the funeral, SCP-2852 will attend. SCP-2852 will, once all individuals affected have come to the location, vomit a similar mixture of blood, wood pulp, and dead cicadas into a bowl. This mixture will be primarily eaten by the affected children. After this has been eaten, SCP-2852 will give another speech of nonsensical words without patterns, strip itself, and lay upon a table. The participants, then, will eat SCP-2852's flesh until there is nothing left. During this, SCP-2852 will still vocalize, even when suffering from mortal injuries. Participants have been known to carry on friendly conversation with SCP-2852 while eating it. Children unable to chew whole food properly will be fed mouth-to-mouth -mouth by any caregivers. All participants of a black-level event will break from their family, either through suicide, moving, or divorce. Every individual involved in an event will be rendered sterile. Domestic violence in participants of black-level events will usually be of a cannibalistic nature, resulting in the death of one or both individuals. Six out of ten children involved will attempt to murder one or both of their parents before they turn 18. It is theorized that nearly a third of Catholic and Anglican D-class were involved in a black-level event. For further research regarding related phenomena, please see the database entry for SCP-3004. Archives document. Item number, SCP-3004. Object class, neutralized. Special Containment Procedures The threat posed by SCP-3004 has remained neutralized. Containment of SCP-3004 is focused solely on interception of artifacts that point towards the existence of the Ketladi. To that end, archaeological sites in Ireland and Wales should be monitored closely. Artifacts are to be confiscated, cataloged, and incinerated. All SCP-3004-related matters are to be dealt with by the Theology Department. Director Clark is to be notified immediately if any events thought to be SCP-3004-related occur. SCP-3004-1 is believed to have been destroyed or otherwise deterred from the material plane and no longer requires containment. Any information found regarding the existence of the stained glass cicada is to be destroyed and civilians involved amnesticized due to its connection to SCP-3004. Description SCP-3004 refers to a series of anomalous events linked to the rituals of a druidic cult known as the Ketladi, or the Singers. 
They were located primarily in Ireland during the 15th to early 19th century. It is known that their worship revolved around the life cycle of the now extinct stained glass cicada. Due to the combined actions of various antecedent groups to the Foundation, including the Vatican's Congregation for Otherworldly Acts and the Royal Society for the Imprisonment of Abnormalcy, all knowledge of SCP-3004 and the Singers was destroyed in order to contain SCP-3004-1. As SCP-3004 was thus destroyed, the SCP-3004-1 entity ceased all activity. SCP-3004 events centered around imagery associated with the rites of the Singers. They occurred most commonly during a celebration surrounding a child's entrance into adulthood, which was signified by the first loss of primary teeth. These events were theorized to lead to the entrance of their deity, dubbed SCP-3004-1, into local time space. SCP-3004 events are understood to have been the result of SCP-3004-1 attempting to act upon the material world. It is unclear as to when SCP-3004-1 began to react to the beliefs of the Singers. While there are signs of varied SCP-3004 events, there are few reports that still exist. Artwork relating to SCP-3004 events shows stained glass cicada coming from the facial orifices, causing asphyxiation in many. A written record details the sighting of an anomalously large instance of stained glass cicada, believed to be SCP-3004-1, appearing in the sky, the sight of which caused painful boils in those who witnessed it, along with symptoms resembling radiation sickness. Despite this, the singers were said to have continued their rituals in the face of SCP-3004 events, which was seen as necessitating their destruction. SCP-3004-1 was an entity which interacted with the singers through their rituals, causing SCP-3004 events. Little is known about the nature of SCP-3004-1. It is theorized to have been a thought form or extra-dimensional being that, through happenstance, responded to the rituals of the singers. There is no data that exists to point toward SCP-3004-1 being anything greater than a level 3 faith eater entity. Archive, archive report, Alex Van Ningen. Due to the intimate nature of this subject, hopefully all who read this know me, and I them. At its current neutralized state, I'm going to keep the academic hot air to a minimum. I have no desire or need to impress any of you. You are my colleagues, and I think we all understand that there's no need to hide what this is beneath jargon and posturing. 3004-1 is a deity, if you wish to define a thing as such. A deity is a creature of law, ritual, and belief. Certainly, its existence doesn't shake my faith. Nothing has, and I doubt a curious thought form attracted to cicadas and greenery will shake it yet. It is not infinite, and it is not all-knowing. Quite the opposite. Its limits are apparent. Cut off from a few rituals and direct believers, 3004-1 ceased all activity. There have been no resurgence events. Nary a peep. Truthfully, what little we have left of the history of the singers is quite interesting. Based around the stained glass cicadas and its apparent rebirth and what have you, it wasn't just a fringe druidic sect. This was nationwide. They were respected members of society. There are signs of them in Wales and Scotland. So, of course, before the inevitable violence, the Catholic Church, 
in its ever ineffable wisdom, may the Lord forgive me for blaspheming his one true church on this earth, of course, etc., etc., did attempt to bring them into the fold. Before the complete eradication of the singers from the face of history, in an unprecedented act of violence and usage of anomalous objects that many would see as foolhardy, maybe even horribly unwise. May the O5 Council forgive me for this slight against the forefather of the Foundation, of course, etc., etc. The parishes in certain rural areas of Ireland seemed more singer than Christian. This is all we know. This is all that is left. The eradication of their rituals, of their culture, of their impact on Ireland, and the world at large was snuffed out with an alarming thoroughness. Not unprecedented, certainly, but consider the fact that this happened in the late 1700s. This was the desperate act of an early incarnation of what we all became. Foolhardy and harsh, yes, but I truly cannot say that we would have not done the same. Given what little we know about 3004-1's effects on our material plane, of course, given the English view of the Irish at the time, it's not overly cynical to imagine that the Royal Society relished the chance to destroy the culture and impact the singers. So, total was their destruction that the extinction of an entire cicada species, charmingly known as the stained glass cicada, became an opportunity to even wipe their sacred animal from the memory of man. The deforestation of Ireland certainly led to the death of their species, but one must wonder if their extinction came from a more direct source. This, of course, is all merely speculation. Maybe the sacred animal merely followed their deity. Certainly, it speaks to the fear they felt if the Royal Society and Congregation would enact the destruction of an entire animal species. A harmless creature, cousin the new forest cicada. Perhaps they feared that, cut off from ritual, 3004-1 would manifest through them. The idea certainly is not ridiculous. There is a strong connection between belief and fact. Perhaps their fear would have even made it so. Given the fact that the singers were upright members of society, one can imagine that the resonance within their rituals that 3004-1 felt were mere happenstance. In my opinion, there is no reason to assume that this entity is at all related to the singers and their beliefs. Something in them, I hypothesize, spoke to this thing, and it acclimated itself to their belief system. Think of it as something floating in a place close to ours, maybe layered above or beneath. Perhaps there are many creatures like it there. I doubt that an entity like this would exist alone, although I have no proof of this besides the certitude of my gut. Through these repetitions of behavior, through these beliefs, it was able to act on our plane, and it became what it was molded by. There is also no reason to assume 3004-1 to be malevolent. It is disingenuous to think of such an entity in terms of good and evil. Given the focus the singers had on life and death, along with the imagery of Christ the Savior's death on the cross, 
It stands to reason that the 3004-1 manifestations would be violent. It spoke the only language it knew, the language of blood, wood, glass, and sacrifice. Perhaps the brutality of its manifestations, of the events associated with the 3004 rituals, could have been the 3004-1 entity interpreting the very real subjugation of the Irish people at the time. There is no reason to assume that the lives of its followers would not be just as important to the entity as its rituals. Certainly, the language of death and rebirth of the cicada, of the scourging at the pillar, present in the rites of Roman Catholicism, especially in the era of its neutralization, and what is theorized to have been the rituals of the singers, could have lent to all the violence, to the harshness of it all. Faced with their god, a terrifying thing that sowed discord, there is no record of their reaction. There is only record of their destruction. One would imagine them to have been horrified, yet to have necessitated their destruction. They very well may have followed the entity's whims, however alien. No proof has been found to point to either hypothesis. But again, this is all conjecture. We simply do not know enough to take any approach to this object other than make sure it never comes back. I do not believe we will be unable to deal with something such as this, given the current technologies available to us, but it is best not to awake a sleeping giant, as it were. Given what we have here, I can offer no other advice. Whenever we rarely find something that our predecessors missed, we will catalog it, learn what we can about what we destroyed, and move on to other things. Hey guys, it's Pacific here with a quick reminder. Ad-free and bonus episodes are available at our Patreon at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. For just $5 a month, you can get access to ad-free bonus episodes, merchandise, and so much more. And now, back to the show. Current document. Item number, SCP-3004. Object class, Keter. Special containment procedures. All communities that could possibly support an SCP-3004 event are to be monitored for uncharacteristic rises in death rate and attendance at places of worship. If a community is shown to have been the host of an SCP-3004 event or events, all affected civilians are to be amnesticized. Any injuries or deaths that occur because of these events are to be given applicable cover stories. At no point is an individual known to be involved in an SCP-3004 event to be considered for Foundation employment, D-Class or otherwise. MTF-Y99 Alter Boys is tasked with responding to SCP-3004 events in progress, where possible, and stopping them by any means necessary. All sightings of SCP-3004-2 are to be reported to the Theology Department. Images of SCP-3004-2 are to be dismissed as hoaxes or deleted as necessary. All instances of SCP-3004-2 found in the wild are to be destroyed to avoid future SCP-3004 events. 
As of Project Site-Z logs, there are to be no attempts to track SCP-30042 instances. Any attempt is to be made to destroy them before their disappearance. There is to be no further attempt at contacting SCP-3004-1. SCP-3004-1 will be contained through the cleanup of SCP-3004 events and the destruction of SCP-3004-2 instances. Currently, all containment is focused upon reducing the effects of SCP-3004 events which have already occurred. If SCP-3004-1's entrance into the material plane is unavoidable and inevitable, Protocol Damnatio ad Vistas is to be enacted. Description SCP-3004 refers to a series of anomalous events that occur in Roman Catholic, Eastern Catholic, Anglican, and Episcopalian communities. SCP-3004 events occur without any patterns connected to population or demographics other than religion. While SCP-3004 events are varied and have few similarities to unite them, the presence of SCP-3004-2 at each event proves the connection. SCP-3004 events are rituals carried out by otherwise non-anomalous individuals in their place of worship. Despite showing a great divergence from Christian norms of worship, individuals involved in an SCP-3004 event show great hesitation to stop engaging in the ritual, even those that involve self-harm. All individuals attending the place of worship for that purpose will not stop the rituals involved, even if their actions go against previously held morals. Individuals who normally exhibit entomophobia exhibit no fear of the SCP-3004-2 instances involved in the ritual. Deaths that occur as a result of SCP-3004 rituals will be categorized as death by natural causes, regardless of what was done to the individual. Those who witness an SCP-3004 ritual express a renewed interest in their chosen faith and seek to convince friends and family to accompany them to their place of worship. SCP-3004 rituals include 1. The slaughter of a child bearing traditional stigmata wounds out of which crawled instances of SCP-3004-2. The child was killed when the officiating priest bit out the child's jugular. SCP-3004-2 instances crawled en masse from the wounds up to six hours after the child's death. 2. The forcible removal of the officiating priest's teeth by 12 children. The children and the priests were then seen to vomit instances of SCP-3004-2. The teeth were served in place of communion wafers later on during the Mass. 3. 4. A visibly pregnant woman was chosen from the congregation and brought to the altar where she laid and proceeded to give birth to over 60 instances of SCP-3004-2 and a stillborn infant wearing a wooden crown. The crown was burnt and the body consumed. SCP-3004-2 instances resembled the extinct stained glass cicada, albeit with a much more colorful wing pattern than what has been described. Despite appearing in every way alive, SCP-3004-2 instances are primarily made of wood and glass. It is unclear currently if SCP-3004-2 instances are the cause of SCP-3004 events, or vice versa. During an SCP-3004 event, SCP-3004-2 instances are observed in prominent parts of the ritual. After a ritual, SCP-3004-2 instances exit the church and disappear after flying at least 600 meters away. 
This disappearance is hypothesized to be the SCP-3004-2 instances returning to SCP-3004-1, either defeated or perhaps be given further orders. It is believed that SCP-3004-2 is the mechanism by which SCP-3004-1 collects belief or faith in order to consume. It is unclear as to why SCP-3004-1 in its former incarnation did not seem to require the SCP-3004-2 instances. As of Project Site-C Lux, it is now known that SCP-3004-1 created the instances of SCP-3004-2 as a replacement for the stained glass cicada. SCP-3004-1 is the entity that controls SCP-3004-2 instances and is believed to be fed by the SCP-3004 rituals. SCP-3004-1 is a level 6 faith eater entity that exists in a dimension that exists partially within baseline reality but primarily above it. From within this dimension, it is currently unable to directly manifest itself into the plane of existence. However, if given enough belief from the SCP-3004-2 instances, SCP-3004-1 will be able to enter the current baseline reality, which would cause an XK-class end-of-the-world scenario due to the brutality of SCP-3004 events. SCP-3004-1 views itself as the deity worshipped under the umbrella of Christianity. Due to this, it is theorized that the beliefs of Christianity-based religions, especially Anglicanism and Roman Catholicism, melded with the beliefs of the Singers in such a way that their destruction caused SCP-3004-1 to feed on the beliefs of the only remaining familiar group. If SCP-3004-1 enters the baseline reality, Protocol Domnatio at Bestias will be enacted. This will involve the usage of thaumial objects and mass amnestics which will serve to erase Christianity from the historical record. Cut off from its food supply, this is theorized to be an act that would fully neutralize SCP-3004-1. Addendum It has been noted that SCP-2852 has ceased its appearances after the first recorded SCP-3004 event. Due to the similarities of their manifestations, this is hypothesized to be related. Currently, all personnel assigned to SCP-2852 have been reassigned to SCP-3004. Site C. Lux Report For the record, my name is Agent Carson Klosterman. I'm a member of Mobile Task Force Sigma 25. We've always called ourselves Ghostbusters. To be honest, I don't understand why. If anything, we became ghosts. Sorry, rambling. I'm just coming down from all the stuff we pump ourselves with to be able to get outside. Still seeing trails, you know? Still kind of freaked out from all that shit. For the official record, MTF-S25 is the result of Project Sightsee, which was a project to, basically, use astral projection in order to better, uh, contain troublesome skips. That kind of deal. Project Sightsee Lux was utilizing Sightsee technology and esoterica to, well, check out the big bug. So, before I went in, I read the report on 3004. Fucked up stuff. The kind of stuff that gets your stomach in a knot just to imagine. You don't understand fear until you're a disembodied soul floating around and within and above and below a monstrosity beyond your reckoning. The method was easy enough. 
I don't know how they did it, but they captured a 3004-2. All they did was let it out and I latched onto it. Like, well, a soul bug. Not, you know, bug as in those things, but bug as in listening into things you shouldn't. Inside, where it lives, it's empty. There's only it, and there's the bugs. Except they're not the bugs as you see them. They're the bugs as it sees them. And there's so many colors. They just kind of look like some Jackson Pollock nightmare smearing all over the darkness. But it's not darkness. It's nothing. This thing is within nothing. I can't describe it, but there's nothing else but it and the bugs. And me, I guess. I'd say it was cold, but cold is a feeling. Sure, cold is a lack of heat, but this is a lack of anything. It's too hard to look at it at 3004-1. It's too big. It's just waking up. I realized that when I saw it. You know when you half wake up and lay in bed for a few hours before getting up? I don't know. Maybe I'm just a depressive... But that's what this thing is. All of this is idle. The 3004 events are it hitting the snooze button and staring at the ceiling. I don't want it to wake. That's all I'm thinking. And then it sees me. It's a big bug and it's an old man. And it's a cicada on the cross, and then it's stained glass and wood stretching infinite. It's too many things to try to pick out at once. It's like if someone played all the slides in a slideshow at once, overlapping. It hurts so bad to look at it. And then it talks. And it all hurts worse. A thing you need to realize is that it's impossible to speak to these things with words. You don't hold a conversation. They beam thoughts, concepts, worlds at you, and you gotta sift through the shit to get something meaningful. I've met some talkative ones, but this was something else. This was too much. It thinks it's God, not a god, but god god. It was so happy to see me, but that joy was nothing I wanted to be a part of. It was all blood and teeth. It sees what we have. It sees what we believe. I think it thinks it's giving us what we want. It... It doesn't understand metaphor. It doesn't understand that we won't resurrect. It asked me if I missed it. I don't think we ever neutralized it. Shit, maybe we did. But when it went to sleep, I think it thought it was a hibernation, or like, a birth. Maybe it laid an egg and made itself. Maybe it got to thinking it was even more of a cicada than before. And when it came back, it gave us our bugs back. It basically said you're welcome. It's not exactly protocol, I guess, to talk back to these things, especially something like this. 
but I tried to tell it that we didn't want them, that it all hurts us. I don't think it hurt it. It didn't even want to hear it. I feel like it smiled, and that was when its mouth opened. It's hard to explain the sight of it. Like a rainbow opening up and out, and inside there's colors you haven't ever seen, and you'd shit yourself if you were a body. And then I was a communion host, falling through its maw. I was the wine, too. It took of me, and it ate. I fell through it, and it was endless. Lots of... uh... pain? But not the kind you'd be able to understand. A pain of the soul. It was prodding, searching me for new things. I don't think it gets too much from where it is, like looking at a TV with bad reception. It was so happy to read me. I felt its feelers all over my first girlfriend. I felt its teeth digging into my tenth birthday. It lapped up my every memory of every mass I've ever went to. And I went to a lot. Theology major, you know. Probably why they picked me. I don't know why it's alone. Father Clark's report said this creature would be one of many. But there wasn't anything else. It was too big for there to be anything else. It was all space and all time. I think all I did was feed it. I think it got more ammo from me. I don't know. All I can say is that we shouldn't send anyone else there. You can't argue with something like that, and we know enough. Don't go back. We don't want this thing to learn any more than it already has, and it has so much history already. The thing I'm most scared of? If this isn't God, I think it might become. It's confident, and well, it's all there is. I looked, and it was all there was. All there was. All there was. All there was. There was. There was. Two of our patrons, Alex Van Ningen and Carson Klosterman. Tonight's episode featured the name of two of our patrons, Alex Van Ningen and Carson Klosterman. If you're interested, if you, the listener at home, is interested in becoming a character or a corpse on our show, consider visiting patreon.com slash scp underscore hpod. You can also find SCP the link in was written by hmm. SCP-2852 and SCP-3004 were written by Kitch the Knife Blade. Our narrator was Graham Rowitz. Storyteller was Antoinette Barry Snowden. Alex Van Ninja was David Dark. Slayer was Alvin Bowling II. Agent was Brandon Nguyen. Our sound designer was Travis McMaster, and our music was done by Matt Roy Berger. Our iconic theme song was done by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons, and I'm your showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. And this is a bloody disgusting show. 
For more information, visit scparchives.com.